Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. After the cross came the resurrection. After the resurrection came the ascension. After the ascension came the greater revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ. The Apostle John was on the island of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. John received a powerful revelation of Jesus as God, God who became flesh and dwelt amongst them. John left everything to follow Jesus. He knew that because God so loved that God himself became the perfect sacrifice. John was at the foot of the cross and witnessed the enormity of suffering and sacrifice that the Son of God endured as the Son of Man. The suffering that was from the hands of the very ones he came to save. Humanity. John saw his resurrected Lord and his nail-pierced hands as Jesus handed him the fish that he had just cooked for him. It was a tender moment of deep love and intimacy, delight and splendour. John was there through all of Jesus' ministry time on earth and witnessed Jesus' ascension and heard the promise of his return. Fast forward to John's time of exile when he receives a greater revelation of Jesus and heard the voice of freedom. Revelation chapter 1, verses 10 to 11. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice, as of a trumpet, saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Imagine it, a voice as loud as a trumpet. The voice of Jesus is the voice of freedom and restoration, the everlasting jubilee. And today we are going to listen to the voice of freedom and receive a greater revelation of him. A greater revelation of Jesus in his letter to the angel of the church of Pergamos. Revelation chapter 2, verse 12. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword. In this word to the church of Pergamos, Jesus reveals himself as the one who has the sharp two-edged sword, a sword that cuts both ways. Yes, Jesus is the deliverer. He is also the judge. His word to those who receive him brings freedom and life eternal. To those who reject him, his word brings judgment and death eternal. This is evident in Jesus' letter to the church in Pergamos. 
Let us listen to the voice of freedom. Revelation chapter 2 verse 13 I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name, and did not deny my faith even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. Jesus knows the situation of where they live and what they are up against. He knows what they face each and every day of every moment living in this world damaged by evil, living in a world that is totally opposed to the living God. They lived amongst the world where humanity has given Satan the position of governance, where lies, deceptions and the brutality of humanity dominates. It was a place of persecution and resultant martyrdom. Such was the ancient city of Pergamos. Yet even in such horrendous circumstances, Jesus commends them for they did not denounce his faith. Here are followers of Jesus Christ, who live in the reality that discipleship in his name could mean death at the hands of humanity opposed to God. Yet they refused to denounce him. Jesus said, you did not deny my faith. That is his faith. The wounds of the resurrected Christ encourages them to stand in his truth in their challenging environment. Revelation chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. But I have a few things against you. Because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. Thus you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolonians, which thing I hate. In the midst of the outside world opposing them, they have allowed false prophets and their false doctrine that is opposed to God to come into the church. The false prophets have come in trying to deceive and lure his people away from the voice of freedom into the lies of Satan, and away from the truth in him. The church becomes powerless and bound up when not established in the truth in him. Jesus is exposing the lies and deceptions of those who hold fast to the doctrine of false prophets. Let us be clear here, that is knowing that they are false prophets. The false prophets know the truth, yet they have chosen to give their allegiance to Satan and are knowingly deceiving others in an attempt to lure them away from the truth. This is not an ignorant thing. A false prophet does not act in ignorance of the truth. They knowingly choose to be one with evil and say they are one with good, with the one motive to oppose God and his people. It is this evil that God has to expose and destroy. However, Jesus has given his power and authority to the church to expose those deceptions and break those chains of bondage with his truth 
Therefore, he urges them to do just that. Revelation chapter 2, verse 16. Repent, or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Those who have knowingly let these false doctrines come into the church are to change their thinking and no longer allow such things. Otherwise, Jesus himself will step in and fight against the false prophets. He will purify his church and personally do battle against those who knowingly pervert his pure gospel into something to deceive his people. Jesus with his truth brings freedom to his people and at the same time exposes the evil of false prophets. Jesus warned his disciples of this even before the cross. Matthew chapter 7 verses 15 to 23 You will know them by their fruits. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. False prophets will be made known and exposed by the truth in Jesus. He warns his disciples, do not allow such things. Stand in the truth. Back to the letter to the church in Pergamos. Jesus is calling his church to rise up in his truth, to cast down the lies and deceptions of false prophets with his truth of who he is, what he has done, and will do. His church will prevail, and his people will overcome. To his church who will overcome, he promises many crowns. A friend recently shared with me a beautiful revelation she received and said, Jesus shares his crowns with us. He does indeed. Let us read one of the many crowns that Jesus shares. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name, written, which no one knows except him who receives it. In this instance, 
Jesus links his gift to he who overcomes to his identity. In Jewish tradition and history, manna was symbolic of spiritual food. Also, they had an understanding that on the last day the dead would be raised to eternal life. The Apostle John testifies that the divine had become a man in flesh and blood. He took on human form unlike any other. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst them. The voice of freedom revealed. He was the manna from heaven when he walked the earth as a man. His truth is hidden from those who chose to have their identity in everything opposed to the living God. They demanded a sign from the greatest sign himself who was standing right before them. John chapter 6 verses 30 to 33 Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And let us continue down to 47 to 58. Most assuredly, I say to you, He who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarrelled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. What an amazing passage of scripture. Jesus makes it abundantly clear in this context that eternal life is gained by believing in him and adds that the benefits of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection as human flesh must be actioned. They are actioned at the point of choosing to partake of him, receiving him 
is having our identity in him and giving total allegiance to him. The manna is hidden from those who choose to reject Jesus. They've chosen to have their identity in a world that is without God and refuse to give their total allegiance to Jesus. We see him in part, yet on that day we will receive the hidden manna of the fullness of his resurrection, his glorified human body. The complete consummation of our identity in him. We have it now, and in him he sustains. We have it now in these bodies that wear out and get sick and die. But his life is for today and forevermore. However, our bodies are yet to be glorified in receiving the fullness of his resurrected flesh. That is the sum that is remaining manna for us. Jesus gives all of himself, yet we have yet to receive the remaining part, to partake of his glorified body. On that day, we will partake of the remaining part and receive our resurrected glorified bodies the complete fulfilment and consummation of our salvation. We will receive a white stone, declared pure, proclaimed innocent, given a new name, the fullness of him. It's all about identity and who we choose to give our allegiance to and our new life eternal. The voice of freedom assures us that those who eat this bread, the bread of eternal life in Jesus himself, those who receive him, say yes to him, and his right to rule and reign will live forever. Jesus will personally give us some of the hidden manna to eat and a white stone, and on the stone a new name written which no one knows except him who receives it. Jesus is personal and intimate, tender and powerful. He is the voice of freedom. May we listen to him. Praise his mighty name. Let us pray. Father, righteous Father, holy Father, by your Spirit as we surrender our self-will and receive more of you and your will, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Give us ears to hear the voice of freedom, the resurrected Christ, And let us be able to discern the times and the seasons when to speak and share of the voice of freedom to a lost and dying world. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your precious spirit within, around and upon who has gone before us. Praise your mighty name. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.